0: Inside. Meet your friends at the door We've got a feast like you've never seen before Shake
1: your stuff to our musical beat Play life-size
2: chess, but don't you dare cheat Most of all, throw your worries away Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Q&A Quest I'm your host Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always uh,
1: I'm, I'm here always, I was not late last by like half a week last time <laughs> David McBurney, family master, whatever and, al-
2: and
3: here almost always at this point point. <laughs>
2: and special guest, because I'm still coughing and will probably not be able to talk as much <laughs> Air Arpichy, I'm here again. Welcome. And, <laughs> excuse me, see, there we go. Uh, Will's might <laughs> be dying. We have still... My. We are actually recording this the day the last episode went up, but we still have a backlog of questions, so we have... Also, Budai still managed to put a
1: question in anyway.
2: Yes, yes, yes he did, so... He's a mate Um... Yes. Actually,
3: I had one. I had a question I wanted to add in from the website.
2: Yes, bring it on.
3: Uh, well, la- um, sometime last week there was a news item for Saga Scarlet Grace that went up on the front page, and I believe Severin um, from the staff made a quest put a question on there, and I only just restarted that game, and I didn't feel like going back through some post dated news items to just actually answer it there, because I don't think (laughs) you can see it. But um, he was asking about the frame borders that were seen in a lot of screenshots. And the answer to that is that Saga Scarlet Grace does not actually do a lot of environments or um, any anything in that game. So most conversations (laughs) are done on a backdrop of either the location, still art, or the world map. And so, in order to define when a conversation is going or taking place, they add in the frame, like a picture book.
2: Interesting. So,
3: he was wondering if that was something that was added in for the trailer or if it was an actual part of the game because he thought it looked really busy. And the answer is it's the dialogue box, basically.
2: Interesting. Think that's a good thing, a bad thing, nothing, it's, um, nothing.
3: It's pretty much nothing because it only happens during dialogue.
2: Okay. Yeah. So not really a big deal.
3: I mean, if you're going to choose not to like Scarlet Grace, there are a whole bunch of other reasons too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, you no, know, it's one of those games where, um, you know, when they say if you don't like this series, this one's not going to change your mind. Hmm. This one's not going to change your mind about Saga. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not as in your face weird and obtuse as as Unlimited Saga was cuz nothing in thank, the history thank, of gaming is quite thank, that bad. Thank God. Uh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> but it is definitely a <laughs> little beast.
1: For the Saga faithful.
3: Pretty much.
0: That should be I a do. newsletter.
3: Yeah. I mean The Alliance Alive is a more accessible Saga game than Saga Scarlet Grace and there are a lot of people who did not like that one because it was too odd and too obtuse at times. Hmm. That and also, the digital spikes.
0: Also the game clearly needed voice acting because there's scenes in the game that were that were cinematic events and there was dialogue and you can't hear what they're saying. <laughs>
1: Listen, I'm fine. I will hear them in my head.
0: It yeah, sucks because th- it's all automated and it's hard to read sometimes.
3: Yeah. Well, that would be the curse of not enough budget to justify that. Yep,
1: still a Furio game.
3: Yep. Still two of the best Furio games they've got, um, that the company's ever put out, but
1: still most Lost likely to be this. Was
3: fun. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's like Setting the bar, and the bar is already set so low that as long as you ma- don't manage to trip on it, you're doing okay.
0: <laughs> Technically, it's Cattle Call because, like, Lost Dimension was made by LandCars who did the Entry uh, games. Yeah. yeah. In fact, well,
3: Lost cat- Dimension's Cat-Call
0: level up cat- system is a lot like the Entry
3: Actually, is Cattle Call a development <laughs> studio or Cattle a, Call
1: like, is, is a dev studio of some description.
3: Okay, because they've worked on the last few Metal Max games as well, and I always assumed that they were, I mean, from the name, I always assumed that they were a voice acting company because all those games had voice acting.
1: They're Yasunori Mitsuda's company, at least they were at one point.
0: That reminds me. I saw the trailer today for uh, Zeno, and either they don't have the English voice acting in yet or there isn't going to be any. Uh, I would suspect
1: that there will not be English voice acting.
3: (laughs) Again, the budget strikes again.
1: Okay, Cattle Call, uh, former Data East, uh, okay, yeah, Mitsuda worked for them briefly in, like, the early 2000s, which is where I got confused, but...
3: said Data East. That's that's the company that created Metal Max.
1: hmm oh. Like, the,
3: Cattle Call is former Data East people. Interesting. That explains why they show up all over the Metal Max games in the last ten years. Yeah, okay. they've shown up in a lot of places. The place I first
1: remember seeing the ty- the name uh, Cattle Call was like Tsukunai Atonement for PS Two.
0: Never got around to playing that. I have would...
1: it. Yeah, that was a that was a cute little weird sort of game, but who's to say if it's even the same Cattle Call? <laughs> it probably it is.
0: is. Anybody play Jade Tycoon or Jade Tycoon Koo? Cocoon, Cocoon. sorry.
1: Jade Cocoon.
3: Jade Tycoon would be a really interesting Romance of the Three Kingdoms (laughs) merchant simulator. Which I might actually play that. That would be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, kind of. That actually just seems like something Koei Tecmo would make.
3: Yeah.
0: Hopefully it's more fun than Romance of the Three Kingdoms 13 because that game has issues on the PS4.
1: (laughs) Why are there so many of these? It's, like think, uh,
0: could, it's a simulation game that shouldn't require lots of resources, yet here we are, the game's slowing down.
1: Listen, you have to calculate the inner machinations of, like, 15 different warlords.
3: Mm. And you have to do it with tons and tons of programming bloat over the years, because they don't have to worry about those limitations anymore.
1: Just just port Romance of the Three Kingdoms four to everything else, so that I can so that its Wikipedia like list of platforms can get more ridiculous. <laughs> it already ha- spans everything from like Super Nintendo to Dreamcast.
0: At least the Super Nintendo sprites made the game fast.
2: It showed up on Dreamcast. Yes, it did. Why? I don't know. The Why fourth there been one a
0: localized version of mobile game.
1: MS-DOS, PC-9801, FM Town, Super NES, 3DO, Interactive Multiplier, Sega 32X, PlayStation, Dreamcast, and Windows 3.X.
0: What, not a toaster? Oh.
1: It R-C- came out... I have no idea what it was doing on Dreamcast or how it got there.
2: <laughs> CI-83. I'll bet they don't understand either. Because, like, by that point, there
1: must have been, like, <laughs> Romance of Three Kingdoms, like, seven. I yeah, don't know that, what happened Yeah, that's,
2: that's my point. Why... Well... There, wasn't, there had to have been a newer game at that point.
1: Romance I, of the Three Kingdoms 6 had come out in 2000 on the PS1 and also the Dreamcast. Okay, Romance did, of the Three Kingdoms 5... Didn't that, didn't 5 come out on Super Nintendo? No, no, that's no. a Saturn and PlayStation game and okay.
2: arbitrarily released on the PC in 2001. Uh, so it came out on the Saturn. So the Saturn got a more recent romancing, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Romance of- the Throne? Yes, yeah.
0: I hope Rom- No a ambition ascension um, Taishi plays better than that game did. Though
1: I have not heard good things. Uh, but I was just going to point out, uh, Romance Three Kingdoms four and seven, uh, four and six came out on Dreamcast, but not five. What? I think yes. Wheels might be dying. <laughs> I think
3: we have fallen far enough down the rabbit hole to find the rabbit pellets and step on them. So let's just pull out
2: now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Let's do a question. How about a question? A <laughs> question. Um, oh, here's a Yakuza question. Yes. For you for to, me. to consume why I take a cough drop or something. Um, wow. What do you Rude. think of the Yakuza series producer musing that he thinks Kiryu is probably still a virgin? I can certainly see that in Yakuza Zero. Where Giryu is too embarrassed to have a woman witness him perching pornography, but after all those games and all those hostesses that he spent special time with, do you think he's still chased? Do you consider the hostess many games canon? Uh,
1: and this is from Jay Scarp. Uh is Jesus. I would say that it is not an unreasonable interpretation based off of the fact that he spends the entire series being no-nonsense focused on, one, being sent to jail for things he didn't do, and two, like, worrying about child. Like, that's basically what he's doing for basically the entire series. So He's,
3: just, he's a very focused individual, and he has not found the right lady. Yeah, the right lady
1: for him died in game one, and he was just sad the rest of the time. He can't time. find.
0: And he can't find someone else that's also the right lady.
1: <laughs> like they kind of try to set him up with the cop in two, but then she just disappears forever. Down the pothole. Goodbye. Pretty much. Like she said, they say she's like going off to like someplace else for advanced cop training. I don't know, but then she just never comes back. Who Oops. knows what advanced cop training is?
2: It's, um, you
1: know... No, I don't. That was why I asked <laughs> I think a in six, they tried
0: setting her, him up with that one lady, but that never really happened.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. It's one of those things where it's just like, eh, Kira, just never really got around to it. Too busy. And I'd say that's a fair interpretation.
3: I you wouldn't say it's the only interpretation. Uh, you
2: mean not busy. He was just busy thinking, with other things.
3: I, I'm, I'm just thinking... Of all the relationship stereotypes to put on him, turning him into an herbivorous man is one of the weirdest juxtapositions I could think of. So, you know, you know the term herb- herbivorous man? Nope, never heard it. Um, so, shoku- Um it's, a, it's used to describe Japanese guys who are often very nervous around women or not very take charge in relationships. Or... Um, More derogatorily, like, beta male is used in some corners of the American society.
1: Yeah, he's definitely never implied to be nervous. He just doesn't have... Like, he's just always busy with something else, so he doesn't have time for that. But, yeah, like, I I don't think it's an unreasonable assertion.
3: It just kind of seems odd, just because he's the manly man and everything.
1: Yeah, which might be why they brought it up.
3: Yeah. Oh. I mean you know the um, your average American game studio would be taking the manly man stereotype and pushing everything through. Yeah, I mean Yeah. We'll just go with yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't even want I don't even want to take take further oh, into that oh discussion. D- oh dear, I
0: just remembered Shaq is coming out this week.
1: Yeah, Shaq two. <laughs>
2: That's that's not really happening, right? No, I it is. is. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I have a fever, and I'm. And this is this is all a fever dream, right?
3: Just keep telling yourself that. Just keep telling yourself that. Well, what what I if? Can't believe a, what kind of coward you are.
0: Just a screw with sparkly sparkly Two mentions it in passing, and it's canon to that storyline.
1: Like I feel like that's exactly what they would do if they thought they could get away with it.
2: Fever dream. This is all, fever dream. Fever dream. Conclusion. Plug. Plug.
1: Plug. By Yakuza Kiwami Two when it comes out. Fine. Only Yakuza Six is out. Uh, did we get? Uh, did we get the any questions that would allow me to expound on the point where the uh, developers? of the Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 PS4 remasters said, yeah, these are mostly for
2: overseas fans. Well, we have this question. After adding a cat cafe to Yakuza 6, what sort of current fad should the designers add to the inevitable next Yakuza?
3: Owl Cafe!
2: Yeah, I do uh, that. Is, <laughs> is that a real fad?
3: That's a <laughs> real thing.
2: <laughs> Could you elaborate? What do you um, think?
3: Yeah, there are little cafes, in the, mostly in the Tokyo area, but in a few other cities now. Where they have small pet owls instead of cats. Interesting. The, the they must be putty trained. The waiting line can be hours long. <laughs> hmm. Yep.
1: Seems difficult to pull off with nocturnal animals, but
3: hmm. I mean they are tamed and unable um, unable to actually live outside for various reasons. Yeah, unsurprising. So they, they aren't as nocturnal as you would think. Fair enough. Yeah, they don't need I'd to be. I'd go to that if I could. <laughs> They're cute, cute little guys. They go for the small, the little barn owl species mostly. And yeah. Out the the ones that aren't much bigger than your hand.
1: Yeah, that makes sense for that sort of enterprise.
3: Yeah, Nothing that could bite your finger off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Important distinctions. Yeah. You might lose a knuckle, but that's about it.
0: Speaking of fewer dreams, Pokemon Cubivore.
1: <laughs> oh, Pokemon Quest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we a weren't... mobile
0: game, but it's on the Switch because it has free-to-play transaction shit in it.
3: Might
1: as well.
3: Yeah. So we weren't quite correct about whether or not they would just port Red, Blue, Green Ooh, yeah. to.
2: <laughs> they I told you they'd do, it do and a they remake.
3: They didn't. And... <laughs>
1: I told you, you—they do a remake. Well, it's I, a remake,
0: but this I isn't use really Pokemon a <laughs> Pokemon.
3: <laughs> this isn't really a remake. It is a really weird spin-off game that just happens to be using the original Pokédex. Well, no,
1: it's also like it is still like a you go and you battle things game.
3: Yeah, but that's like saying that the Pokemon card game for Game Boy Color was a remake of Red, Blue, Green.
1: It kind of was, but that's unrelated. <laughs> But, I mean, I mean like, you, still, like
3: the core you mechanics.
1: still have... No, the core mechanics are still... You're uh, you're battling with four... Like, the difference is that there's no wild Pokemon except what you bring in from, like, PokeGo. Yeah. But, I mean, you still do battle the same way that you do in a normal Pokemon game.
2: Battling wild Pokemon hey. was boring. He anyway.
1: used this really weird
0: controller.
2: <laughs> that Pokemon... Like, if I, if
1: I was still, like eight years old and play and got that Pokeball controller, you would not be able to stop me. You would die trying. You would be the Pokemon master. Like, a, con- a Pokemon game that you control by pantomiming throwing a Pokeball sounds like a design goal that's been written on a whiteboard at Game Freak for 20 years. <laughs> I do think the idea of co-op is an interesting concept that'll probably sell it to a lot of families as well.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be doing that with my son. Looking forward to that.
1: That's a great game to play with your son, I think. Yeah. But, which will you buy? It doesn't let's really interest Eevee me, or me or though, cause I'm
0: Pikachu? not interested in Go. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Eevee, or you can play it without playing Go. Eevee also, Eevee, Eevee a, as well. Yes, EV. screw Pikachu. Stupid. Yeah, uh-huh, very rude.
0: I don't hate Pikachu, it's just that he's in everything. So, give Eevee some
3: off. Yeah. I do appreciate the fact... I mean, I mean oh. Pokemon Conquest had Eevee as your partner.
1: That's a very common, like, second string, it's a spin-off,
2: let's use Eevee.
3: Yeah.
2: Conquest but, uh, was also awesome.
3: Yes, it was. <coughs> Bizarre but, yeah. and
1: awesome, yeah. I'll oh, I'll probably go in for this, because I want to see Kanto in 3D. What can I say? Oh yeah, and since it's vaguely germane, everyone saw the uh, ROM dump of the prototype, uh, Golden Silver, correct? No,
0: no. I saw parts of it.
1: It was so in 1997 at Space World, Nintendo showed a demo of Pokemon Gold and Silver, which is a full two years before it came out. And given that it's a Game Boy game, that basically means the game went through an entire second development cycle.
3: Which actually uh, it did, because that's what they needed to do to actually get the entire thing onto the cartridge. Yeah, we sort of saw
1: what their crazy ambitions were, because, like, the, the beta map it shows, like, a fake Japan. And, like, the Kanto region is in there, but it's just a, sm- a city that has, like, they've condensed all of Kanto's landmarks into one Pokemon city. And it's mm-hmm. the most baffling and off-putting thing imaginable. <laughs> oh, wow. It's really strange. There's a lot of, like, they data mined out a lot of co- Pokemon that did not ultimately come out. There's, like, a, there's an evolution of Ditto that never happened. There's an evolution of Farfetch that never happened. Hmm. Uh, there's, like, weird beta versions. Like, there's a beta version of the Umbreon version of Eevee that's poison-typed for some reason. Huh. Cool. I guess that was before they decided. Also, you can ride bike. a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, the the skateboard, which is basically a bike you can ride indoors, and some uh, weird,
0: and some weird but cute tiger thing.
1: There's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff that is being data mined out of that, and I didn't think anyone. Giraffe would
0: ever... used to have two heads.
1: Yeah. Oh, that made what sense. What used to have two heads? girafferig the thing that's like it, it does have two heads.
0: Around. Yes, yeah, like two giraffe heads.
1: Not yeah, it, it was not itself one head and one weird-looking ball thing. It was itself mirrored, much more so.
3: so it was but, more of that push me, pull you than what it turned into.
1: Yeah, and like the like the fire and water starter lines got entirely redesigned. Like they did a lot of a lot changed in that game, and it's really fascinating to get like this. This demo was known to have happened, but like there was no reason to assume that anyone would ever get hold of it. So it's really interesting to see what's in there.
3: Hmm. Much less that it would be that different.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, like, it was one of those things where people knew that there had to be differences just because Pokemon uh, Pocket Monsters 2 slash Gold and Silver was originally slated for an early 98 release, and it didn't come out until late 1999 in Japan. So people knew something had happened there. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. Check out Cutting Room Floor. They've been deep diving into that ROM.
3: Because you said that they put all of Kanto into basically one city. Yeah. So that must have been for, part of the plan because of the space problems. And then they had a, then a miracle programmer came in and fixed the space problems, and they were able to fit the entire original game into the other half.
1: Rest yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That,
3: that would explain why they didn't go that route of inches, because they were able to avoid doing it.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. But it's, it's fascinating and absolutely, if you're a Pokemon fan of any strike or, Stripe or just interested in how games change as they're developed, this is a really good snapshot of a really major one people know inside and out. Also, there's a very strange version of Porygon 2 that's just covered in balls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that reminds
1: me of that <laughs> Balls 3D. No. But. Yeah, so that's fascinating and absolutely worth looking at if you're interested. I just wanted to get a special shout-out to that, because it was one of the most interesting game-preservation-related news I've ever seen. If you have the balls
2: to check it out, that is.
1: I believe you do. TCRF.net. Yeah, let's move on to a question instead of rambling about this. Okay,
2: (laughs) um... Next question is apparently for me. Wheels, what needs to happen to actually get you to play a Yakuza game? Do stories of hunting giant tasty octopi to use as a bribe material to attract professional baseball players to your beer league baseball team not sway you on Yakuza? What is he talking about? What is He's this? talking
1: about the baseball team management sub are
2: There are tons
3: of really weird side quests in those games. Yeah, and in six, one of them is
1: managing like a softball team
3: one of them's like a
1: soul sort
3: one of them
0: sort of like an rts/tactic defense
1: <laughs> yeah the the clan wars mini game that shows up in 6 and kiwami 2 is like a weird rts thing they that just has a have
3: bunch of how many minigames they can fit into those games including they, like entire video game arcade video game arcade
0: i still say the best mini games are uh, pocket racer oh, and or pocket fighter, or or it was called,
2: yeah, pocket thirty, um,
0: and
1: uh, the mesu King. Oh, mesu King Jesus, uh, King. <laughs> But yeah, like the the baseball, the softball team management game. Uh, the other thing that might that might drag wheels as a wrestling fan is that there's a bunch of New Japan pro wrestlers in Yakuza Six.
2: That's pretty rad.
1: That's good. I recommend it. Good game, good game.
2: (laughs) Alright, I'll play your Yakuza's.
1: I believe in you, they're very good.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, well, I think we've settled that question, so next one...
1: (laughs) (laughs) A softball management minigame. That was the answer.
2: (laughs) What are some of your favorite examples of RPG urban legends? Ooh, such as being able to revive Aerith and Final Fantasy VII or that there is a way to find uh, God, how do you pronounce her name? Scala? in Shala? Cor- Shala in yeah. Chrono Trigger or in the original re- release at least I've always been fond of the many Pokemon rumors during the first generation in the lead up to Gold and Silver's release. The Poke Gods Blue, oh, and the infamous Mew under the rock, just to name a few
1: Technically under our truck but yeah <laughs> That truck sprite is so garbage and I'm not sure why it's even there <laughs> Uh, but I suppose that's what made it seem so mysterious. Yeah, just th-
3: happened to be there.
1: Po- Pokemon Red, and Red, Blue, Yellow is my personal favorite, just because, like, it was so easy to believe that there was more to the game, because, like, everything about Missing No sounds like something that your lying friend yelled at you about. Yeah, <laughs> And then that's- it actually... I remember thinking there's no way that's real. I'll do it just to get him to stop talking about it and then it happened and I'm like, what happened? Where did life go?
3: <laughs> Pretty
1: much.
0: Is it missing a number basically just like a mangled Mew?
1: No, it's it's what happens when the game stores your name data where it normally pulls wild Pokemon data from. Because when you when you do that trainer that tutorial that starts the bug the game has to move your your character data somewhere because it doesn't have uh because it's replacing your sprite with the old man Mm -hmm. so when it when it does that it, it goes somewhere where it's normally it would be overwritten because in order to like normally every time you go like it copies your data back of course but then normally it would be overwritten when you changed areas but because you fly to cinnabar island The water right next to Cinnabar Island is considered part of the city and therefore has no encounter data. Mm -hmm. So it never gets overwritten, and thus the game tries to interpret your character's name as encounter data. And that takes it to blocks of encounter data that it's not supposed to find, and it tries to open up Pokémon that don't actually exist. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Like, Missing No is one of those things that reminds you that, like, if it, like, Pokemon Gen 1 is badly programmed in a lot of places, but on the other hand, the fact that it doesn't crash from doing that is actually really impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, the worst state that a game gets into is when it explodes, and the fact that the only thing that Missing No does is screw up your Hall of Fame data, rather than endlessly corrupting your data is really quite impressive.
0: Like FF6.
1: Yeah, the sketch bug in FF6. That bug in Donkey Kong Country 2 that can brick cartridges. Like, there's there's some really bad bugs that... Like, it's shocking that Pokemon does not react worse to the things that's be- that are being done to it in that situation. The, yeah, like, the... Like, Missing No gave so much credence to every other stupid thing that a child on the playground could teach you, and that's why, like, it always holds a special place in my heart.
3: Even to this day, when I play Pokemon and I try to catch something, I hold down the B button while the while it's moving.
1: Oh, man. You're making very minor think, alterations to the RNG.
3: Yeah. Because I know that it can't possibly actually work right, but, you know, I'm... I, it's... Uh, lucky charm at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, the developers later on eventually admitted that, like, pressing buttons has a very minute, like, will affect the RNG, just not in ways that you can tell. (laughs) I think that's used a lot in tool-assisted speedruns, is like, oh, you know, just hammer buttons to guarantee a capture. But Since normal players cannot peek in behind the curtain, not that useful. Mm Mm-hmm. Three Pokemon episode so far. Come on, someone someone has to be really into <laughs> other urban legends.
3: Well, I mean, not a lot of other games <laughs> had major rumors like that spring up. I mean, it's I did, Pokemon or Final Fantasy.
1: I did enjoy uh, the, the rumors that caused people to try to find the Triforce in Ocarina of Time for, like, years and years, despite the Triforce having a prominent place in the game's plot, and it... Being and all of its parts being accounted for for all of the game.
3: I uh, remember a couple weeks back I mentioned from the old world of Nintendo forums this one player who this one guy who claimed that he got a beta copy like a really. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
3: he actually says he found it at one point. (laughs) Um, But every, but I have no idea. I mean, this is eighteen years ago. I could just random, uh, randomly remember things that he said about that game, including things like um, they ended up blocking off certain paths that he was able to get to and then crash the game by accident. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this, and this, and then crashed the game by accident. Um, yeah.
1: But, yeah, like, so much of... A lot of urban legends around Ocarina of Time sprang up around the fact that there was just, like, here's a few screens contextless from a beta version and, like, one of the infamous ones was a beta screen that you can still find of just Link holding up the Triforce he found in a treasure chest. So. But yeah, I I don't know how much that can really exist outside of Playgrounds, just by virtue of, like, you have to be Like, it was easier for these to spread back in the 90s just because it was much more esoteric how games actually worked and how they fit together.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: So, like, nowadays these can really only propagate in schoolyards. So I have no idea what they are.
3: (laughs) I mean, at this point, your average gamer is so jaded from Internet to begin with. Yeah. That... um, I, I've seen some pretty good stuff made up just for uh, April Fool's Day. I feel uh, like... The... Inclu- oh. Including some really good rumors, um, April Fool's Day rumors involving Legend of Mana back in the day. Oh, I don't think I heard these. That, yeah, there's another one that's just so weird at times that it's easy to make up stuff if you're really into it to begin with.
1: Yeah, like these really surreal games have a lot of content, some of which is
3: slightly random. <laughs> That kind of thing, yeah, you can make up pretty easily. But you have to find people who are willing to listen and who care enough about the game to believe it.
1: Yeah, you end up running into these issues of, like, it's it's most easy in games where you'd have to be proving a negative. Yeah. I did find it interesting that uh, the, the Chrono Trigger one that got mentioned... Like they they specifically retranslated in later games to make it not sound like it was another quest because it's just the summation that he gives at the end of like telling you what all the side quests are.
2: <sighs>
1: but I was too late to be taken in by Chrono Trigger. I did not uh, to be taken in by Chrono Trigger rumors since I did not have it on the SNES. So. Okay. Next question.
2: Uh, I'm still trying to think of any other urban <laughs> legends. <coughs> uh, uh, the one, the General one... Leo, Final Fantasy VI. Yes, oh, that was God. exactly what I was going to bring up. Uh, not, this is an RPG,
0: but um, Akuma or Goki for uh, Resident Evil Two.
1: Oh, that EGM joke. That one's pretty good. They just took a Street Fighter EX screenshot, shopped him out of that. That does remind me of like, the the April Fool's joke that I think has that was most powerful in terms of what it did to a franchise is still, just the the Shenlong April Fool's joke in that early EGM. Then it became was, real <laughs> like, Street Fighter Three. <laughs> like not even that. Like they did they did the same joke with Street Fighter Three, which was also really good, but like just the fact that when Street Fighter Four came out and they announced GoKen. Capcom's official website did this long retrospective about Shenlong. Which was a very, like, huh, that's not something you expect to see. But, like, the fact that Akuma had the exact moves that they described for Shenlong was also really good.
2: But, yeah, you guys were going to discuss General Leo? Yes, so that... (laughs) There was there was a whole big urban legend about that, and I think people were just fascinated at this character that you briefly get to control, and thinking that you know there must be some but secret to it. But briefly, as in
3: literally one scene and a fight where he dies.
2: Yes, but as it turns one up, scene, and a mostly scripted fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As it turns out, there actually is a way to get him in your party by basically breaking the game. Um, as it turns
1: out all all final fantasy games up through like seven have at least one major problem with them that makes them snap in half yes
2: uh... so basically what you have to do is uh... you where i think it's when you first get the airship I'm trying to remember the exact st- no Oh god i forget what it, it, basically you have to play the game for a while without saving and then, like, die, and obviously in, when you die in the game it snaps you back to wherever you saved last. Uh, so you play up to some point and then die and uh, basically it completely screws up the game, and all kinds of weird things happen. I still think my favorite bug in FF6 is the one that causes you to have no party
1: members. Yes. That one's really good if you've never <laughs> seen it. Or,
0: Or the... Bug and mana that lets you get the ninth mana orb for the sword.
3: (laughs) Um, actually, I mean you can get ninth mana for all weapons in Secret of Mana now. um, The remake, Hmm. they actually have a trophy where you get all nine. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, because
0: but for the sword, I think they just count the sort of mana that you create with the spell as one of them, because it remains incomplete until you actually cast the spell at the final
1: battle. No, that'd make sense. But, yeah, like the... Uh, programmed by Nasir generally means that one, it was programmed by someone brilliant, and two, it's tragic that it had to be programmed by someone brilliant who had like three weeks to do it. <laughs> like the Final Fantasy 1, um, the elements don't work. <laughs> There's so much that doesn't work in FF1. There's tons of spells that don't do anything. There's like, the the entire intelligence stat block doesn't do anything. The critical hit rate stat block doesn't do anything.
0: Like, FF 7s magic defense stat doesn't work.
1: Yeah, FF 6s magic defense, uh, magic uh, M block uh, stat works for too many things, and I believe its evasion stat doesn't work. Yeah. Like, all of these, all of these have at least one like crippling bug that sends the game spiraling into a health dive.
0: Thankfully, your ROM hacks fix most of that stuff.
1: I don't think any of them are really <laughs> rotating enough to fix it, like, to be too worried about, except for maybe FF1, which kneecaps, like, most of the classes from the word go. Like, I mean, like, the thief is supposed to suck, but it's not supposed to suck as hard as it does. Mm. Uh, like,
0: well, let's make him a thief, but not have him have the ability to steal anything, or use items better than other people.
1: Like, its gimmick is supposed to be that it's more successful at running, but that doesn't work.
2: And that's also a terrible gimmick. It's a bad gimmick. It's a bad gimmick.
1: They rebalanced it significantly for things like uh, Origins and Dawn of Souls. But, yeah, and then there's the ones that are just, like, not a bug, but a belligerent programmer, like uh, like Ultima (laughs) and FF2. I hate FF2 with
0: a passion.
1: (laughs) For
0: philosophical
3: reasons, the Ultima Spell is now crap. (laughs) It's
1: just garbage. They thought it was strong back. I love it. I love everything about it.
0: I never did play that little secondary game that you play as the characters that died.
1: (laughs) That's a really hard game. Like that, because it's relying on characters who died like early in the game. It generally means that you're like three people, and none of them are very aren't strong enough for the fights you're going to be doing. Nice.
0: And you can't exactly grind because you're in a dungeon.
1: Yeah, it's, it's bad times. you you're gonna suffer.
2: Yeah. All right. Next question. Any other urban legends? Going once, going twice? Nope. Sold! <laughs> uh, doo, doo, doo. Budai has a picture of a Robo from Chrono Trigger that he apparently drew and is quite awesome. Wow. Yeah, I was into that. Yeah, we'll put that in the uh, show notes for this episode. That's pretty damn rad. Uh, and let's see what he had to say from a recently recorded episode. Doo, doo, doo. That was some good deep discussions there. I have some questions coming up, even though there are still a few good ones left over. Uh, doo, doo, doo. I sort of agree with Dark Souls 3. Thank you. Thank you. Vindication. Thank you, sir. Gross. <laughs> I didn't love it as much since they've admitted they're going to sit on the Dark Souls main series for a while. Other than Bloodborne 2, where do you see them going? When they go back to Dark Souls, can they think of anything interesting? Can you think of anything interesting they might do? What do you feel about expanded multiplayer? Uh...
1: Uh, I think that going back to Dark Souls and having it just sort of play like Dark Souls has would not be the best thing for the brand. Let's let's be honest. Yeah.
0: They so. should do Enchanted Arms too.
2: <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> why? <laughs> oh.
1: Finally, time for Chrome Hounds too.
0: Mm, uh, never I played Chrome Hounds.
1: I still can't believe that someone remembers Enchanted Arms. What a game! It.
2: Yeah, it was technically a game. It is true. Video game happened. You couldn't. <laughs> you can't deny that. No. Nope.
0: How about armored core, but like reimagined as like a mech beat 'em up?
2: How about armored
1: souls? Yeah. Like that's the only thing. That's the only thematic coat of paint I'd want on it. But that would also require significant changes to the mechanics. So I'd be into that too. But, otherwise, like, I think it it needs a setting refresh, it needs to sit down for a while, and it needs to, like, have a mechanical refresh when it comes back, because I think they've done about as much with
2: this set that they can. I'm probably bringing some new blood uh, to put their own take on it as well.
0: Well, didn't they say they were, well, didn't they hint at Tenshu?
1: Oh, yeah, well, they hinted at a few things that they want to do. the pie in the sky and everything yeah I mean like they like he's Miyazaki also implied that he wanted another armored core to happen and I guess we'll see if that actually does
0: Metal Wolf Chaos
1: finally Metal Wolf Chaos 2 <laughs> believe in your own justice
2: I uh, think of anything else interesting they could do. I think expanded multiplayer could be interesting.
0: I know I know Silicon Studios made three Game heroes, but I think From Software had a hand in it as well.
1: They did, but it's also three D game heroes, so don't bring it back. <laughs> I've got strong feelings about this. <laughs> do you I, I like I, I like that game
0: despite how freaking stupid it is
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm still furious at it for the fact that they released a video game like they released that video game and i i remember realizing the caliber of joke that i was dealing with when i got into when i walked into a cave and it's just a guy saying should i marry the rich girl or the girl who's my childhood friend And it's just, oh, here's Bianca and Nera in 3D Dops. And it's just like... (laughs) Like, have a joke! That is just a reference to a thing that happened in a game that's better than you. Get out. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just just, just curious.
2: (laughs) No. Ugh... Is there any more questions? Uh, yes, there is, actually. Wow. Pre- Persona 6, college setting. What aspects would a college setting change the series? Uh, I don't think it honestly would
1: that much. When yeah, you're in college, you're still pretty much focused entirely around your school and your yeah, social life.
3: Yeah, you'd and have let... the same scheduling things to go with, but you'd probably have a stronger emphasis on part-time job.
1: Yeah. Like, I would have suspected that part-time jobs would end up making up much more of your social links than, like... They would take
3: the place of clubs, basically. Yeah. And you could probably be able to get away with more, quote-unquote, adult-oriented material. Um, Pachinko parlors, for example.
1: Yeah. I I don't know that it really benefits it. Them enough to take the perspective away from their target audience, which is kind of the thing that always runs into with like, what if we made Persona characters older? Like, this the style of these current Persona games is one laser targeted at at its target audience of like Japanese dudes who are about fifteen years old, but uh
3: sixteen to eighteen, yeah, fifteen could still potentially be junior high.
0: How about? Oh, true. How what well did Persona 2 Batsu sell in Japan?
1: Not well. Especially the the remake sold like miserably. Hmm. Like in general, like Persona 2 is the least remembered persona, which is a shame, it's great, but like there's one of the one of several reasons that it uh, typically is not a well they go back to. Hmm. But the Persona 2 cast in Persona Q two, you cowards.
2: they're not going to
1: they're not going to but I can wish for it they'd be like
0: in their 50s by that point
1: Uh, given how much time travel exists in Persona Q I don't think it matters Uh. (laughs) they would just make mine a lot of jokes out of how many of how all these older people don't have cell phones pretty much Maya sitting around talking about how she's got to write new articles for Coolest. Uh,
0: the I, only kid that might be interested in cell phones is Tatsuya. Uh,
1: I should play Persona 2 again. The game's good. Those games are good, I should say.
3: So uh, you, got, you managed to somehow get Hitler in the game, yeah. Yeah.
1: I still and need then they to put him sunglasses, in sunglasses, and it was amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It was much funnier when he was in sunglasses. You can throw out the random English frickin' name that they gave Condori. Uh, so if Hitler's
0: back and he's a demon, then what are his powers? Uh,
3: it wasn't that quite that he was a demon. It was that, what was it in the game?
1: He was Nearlathotep.
3: Mm-hmm. He was near Uh yeah. yeah. He was an elder being. Oh, great.
1: Nyarlathotep's the the answer for where a lot of things in that game happen come from.
0: It's like, well, that's, like, one of the most interesting things about The Lost Child, but unfortunately the gameplay is pretty substandard.
1: Mm.
0: It's not a bad game, it's just you're doing a lot of boring stuff most of the time.
1: I desperately wish that the game that was written by the, uh writer of Persona 2 that came out a couple years ago didn't suck real bad. What
2: was the name of that again? That was Caligula Effect, oh, which yeah.
1: just is getting a re-release, and maybe that can fix it, but probably not. Well,
0: there's an anime so you can watch it instead.
3: Thre- yeah, Strangely, but... I was checking Famitsu Magazine last week, uh, yeah. last month, and for its first week of sales, Caligula Overdose was the number one ranking seller. Huh.
2: huh.
3: would expected which... that. I'm thinking is a combination of good marketing, possibly some improvements, PlayStation Four, and the fact that there was nothing more more relevant going on sale that week.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I think I thought that the Persona dancing titles would sell better in their debut week. They didn't seem like <laughs> they did that well. Well, of course, that's yeah. across like four skews.
3: Yeah, they um, most of the sales rankings. They don't actually. Compile across multiple platforms, usually. Yeah, I remember. I can remember one time when they did, and that was Child of Light.
2: Mm. Huh.
3: And it was like the only time I had ever seen an etc on the sales rankings where it was normally the platform. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, it, it seemed like kind of inadvisable to release two plotless dancing games on the same day. That didn't seem like maybe the best idea. <laughs>
2: Well, games hey, that are
0: probably better served as DLC for the original game.
1: I just really appreciate how awful Futaba is at dancing. like everyone dances a little differently in these games and like the bar none worst dancer is your mission control from Persona 5. In conclusion, <laughs> the, the dancing animations are are the star here. that's what you're gonna have to live with. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I'm trying to remember which version. It was like it, it was the, the the triple pack actually sold the best, the triple pack on PS4, and then like they rapidly diminish until you get to like I think it was the PS4 version of Persona Three Dancing that just didn't chart at all. I,
0: I suspect they'll do a lot better here.
1: I don't know; it's hard to say,
0: or at least better.
1: I just I wish that I wish that they were better rhythm games. That's all I can say. <laughs> I did not enjoy uh, the actual rhythm gameplay of Dancing All Night. It was not. It's such a busy. It's a, such a visually busy game.
2: Uh,
0: it's like a, a watered down me to game.
1: But uh, I'll have to at least check out the soundtrack of uh, well both of them, but specifically. The composer of Jet Set Radio did one of the remixes for Dancing Star Night, so I have to check that out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't really see them. Just...
0: So iHop's calling itself iHop now. <laughs> huh. iHop the. International House of Pancakes.
3: Yeah, it's calling itself what? IHOB. IHOB? IHOB the what?
2: That's weird. Very, very weird.
3: Everything's. Broken. So
2: what are your stats in the IHOB RPG? <laughs> um, level 100 pancake. <laughs> That's not a stat. That's a class. Level one hundred, pancake eating.
3: Yeah, I I have level thirty nine syrup right um syrup squirting. Fabjacker. syrup yeah.
1: syrup delivery system. I'm getting my hungry. Class is, <laughs> my class is waffle. This,
3: this sounds like something that should be in Kingdom of Loathing. Mm-hmm. Kind of does. <sighs> I mean, when you've got classes like pasta mancer and saucerer. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the original web game, Pasta Mansa and Saucerer, and West of Loathing, it's got Bean Shooter.
2: <laughs> nice.
3: Yeah. Uh, All of the magic skills are food-related in that series, or in that game, those games. Good choice. So, I mean, um, the Pasta Mancer has summoning abilities. It summons macaroni. Delicious. An actual giant spectral macaroni noodle that can attack people.
1: That makes sense to me. Yes.
3: Uh,
0: I I don't know what happened to me one day, but I decided I dare imagine the idea of Kingdom Hearts three having a Cars world and everybody turns into a car
2: and it's all like I'm just I'm ready to be I terrified by that. Well. I'm uh, all for this.
3: I mean, it would be like driving bat uh, like car race battles.
0: Mm. Ashita no Joe. <laughs>
2: Listen, I've played I've played the, the Cars 3 game, and it's yeah. quite good. So they can just you know use that engine entirely, and it would be great. Is that more than
0: could be said of the actual films? Because the films are terrible.
2: They are not. You're a terrible person. Okay, two is <laughs> awful. Two is awful. I'll give you that. Two is awful to the point
3: where three technically retcons most of it out of existence. Well, I hate
2: most of them just because it has Owen Wilson. What's, that's harsh. What's I I mean if you had said Larry the cable guy, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but Owen Wilson, what Owen Wilson ever do so to I
0: I didn't know Mater was Larry the cable guy. That makes it even worse for me now.
2: <laughs> I'm shocked that you were able to avoid that information. Oh uh, that's the best part about three too is that Mater's barely in it. Mm, maybe I should see three then. <laughs> three is good. Three is very good. uh and one i contend is still a good movie. And two is uh two is a thing. It's technically a movie. Um yeah. Yeah. Not Pixar's finest. <laughs> <coughs> and you know yeah. what, you know what else is a steaming pile of poop that i watched recently? Spider-Man what? 3. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, we yeah. have to have this discussion on air.
2: Yes, yes.
3: No, we do. no, we don't. No, no we don't. No. Fine, Homecoming fine. to uh, enjoy instead of that.
2: Yes, that's true. The best Spider-Man movie. Let us completely down.
3: ignore the previous five games that happened and focus on the one that actually made things right.
2: Yes. <laughs> well, I must say the. I am very interested in the animated Spider-Man movie coming out later this year. That uh, be a lot of fun. I saw
0: the trailer for that, and it looked like the frame rate was janky.
2: Eh, I gotta wait frame to see of more what? of it. They haven't really had a full trailer. Well, for Spider-Man PS4. Or? No, Spider-Man. no, Spider-Man. Enter this the, the Spider Verse.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's probably a deliberate choice. <laughs> We should be. We're not even talking about RPGs or even video games anymore. <laughs> like, my brain was like, oh, they're talking about Spider Man. I need to check something. Wait, why are they talking about. What is. PS4 Before I game? go,
0: I want to talk about E3 a bit. Yeah. Like...
2: Well, hello, and welcome to episode one of Film Quest. No. <laughs> okay, E3 predictions. Let's do this Halo 6. Boom. There you go. And probably Halo RPG. Uh, no, that's not going to happen.
0: Square announced Final Fantasy 16. It takes ten years to
2: make. No, that's not going to happen again.
3: They're no, better, wow. five years. They're better <laughs> now.
2: They're better now, right? Right? Um, Knock on wood really right?
3: hard. <laughs> you want, don't, don't stop until 16 is actually in your hand. Okay. In your bloody knuckles because you've been knocking on wood that long.
1: Wow.
0: Well, do you think they'll show anything Seven related?
1: Uh, they'll probably just show like a trailer that features Air Buster, since we've all already seen him now.
0: And I have a crazy fever dream for a remake of Zeno Gears, <laughs> made by Monolith Soft with the blessings of Square Soft.
2: yeah uh, they would never. go I played all Zeno the Gears, food and, food. and I don't want to play Zeno Gears again. <laughs> I just want uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X on my Switch, please. Thank you. Little, I think like you might actually get it with a larger font, please. and Thank you. I think it sequels more likely. Yeah. Okay, you know what? You know what? I, I would be completely fine with that. Take a me back to, to Z-Wat that Z-Wat and Angela. Xenoblade Three. <laughs> they, they like, like
1: the things that Tetsuya Takahashi wants to make are. Uh, there's, they are manifold, as was made clear in an interview.
2: Mm. Uh, I would love... Here, here is my hopeful, unlikely, but still hopeful prediction is we'll get, like, a an announcement of Saga Scarlet Grace for the West in, like, some side press release or it'll just be on the show floor or something. Obviously like, we have
1: reason to believe video, that that's happening, so... I mean, it's, it's just a question of when they want to talk I, about it. I want to believe...
3: I will get my official impression ready eventually.
1: I mean, Kawazu straight up, like, said, yes, we're working on an English version, but there wasn't anything to show. Or, or that,
0: or 3, for that matter. We're
1: not saying Saga 3. That would be nice to see as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd be worried about 3, except we eventually got 2. It just took a while, so... I yeah. suspect yeah. we will eventually get all of these. It'll just take a while. Yeah.
0: The yeah. Uh, Switch port of uh,
1: Tokyo Mirage Sessions... I'd be into that. A switch port of Persona Five.
0: <laughs> uh, hopefully, the uh. stuff that's been edited out of the game because Nintendo didn't understand the market for that game. Oh, you're talking? let see what.
2: I, I thought he's you were talking ta- TMS. Uh, yeah. You thought you
1: were talking about Persona Five, which uh, no. raised some questions, but. Uh, yeah, just give me a Persona 5 update on Switch so that I can finally play that thing handheld and actually finish
2: it again. Yeah, just give me it on <laughs> Switch so I'll actually finish it Get once. Get past the first dungeon. Hey, I... I'm technically, I'm past the first dungeon. I don't know what the second dungeon is yet, but I'm past the first dungeon. I... I'm just scowling at you right <laughs> now.
0: I like the game, but it didn't make my game here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It was one of my
1: favorites last year. Uh,
3: Since I am now in possession of an actual working PlayStation 3, I can probably play at some point, but the second-hand price tag for Persona 5 is still over $40 over here.
1: Yikes. I guess it was popular.
3: Uh, (laughs) Ah, yes, that would definitely be a sign of popularity, yes.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to
2: step out. I will be back in a couple of minutes. Sure.
1: I
0: can stick around for, like,
2: ten more minutes. Sure. Well, we're... Headed towards the end anyway. So, um, any other E3 thoughts, predictions, hopes, dreams? I know I've got one for
3: TGS Hope. What's that? Oh, I, I was just thinking again today. Like, I really hope Alpha System actually puts out a remake of Linda Cube. Oh. And call it Linda Hypercube because then they can include the fourth scenario that never got released in anything except Sega Saturn version.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah. Aw, uh, this is sucky. Mega Man 11's apparently not getting a physical release in Europe.
2: What is Which it? one?
0: Like, at all. Uh, which game? Mega Man 11.
3: Oh, Mega Man. Oh, okay. I heard May Man. I'm like, what? Um,
2: okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of weird and sucky. Any particular reason why? Because Capcom's cheap. And Europe
0: always gets screwed over when it comes to
2: games like that. Do they? Because they've gotten several physical Vita releases that the we didn't get in the U.S. Yeah. I don't know that's pretty sucky. <clears throat>
0: I think it's because Mega Man's <laughs> more popular in the U.S. compared to Europe, so they don't want to do the yeah, expense.
2: Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Any other RPG predictions? Trying to think, what else could show up? Uh, wasn't? Isn't? I Munch. not Hopefully, we'll, hopefully oh. we'll
0: hear something about Etrian Odyssey uh, Cross being localized
2: uh, I, I mean I'm hopeful but I'm, I'm I wouldn't expect anything till like next year
0: another dream announcement I'd like to be for Dragon Quest 7 and 8 to get Switch releases that would HD. that could be cool yeah that would be cool
3: and that's actually the problem with yeah
0: I, I could say maybe a remake of Nine because Nine's engine's old as hell <laughs> and ugly.
3: Yep, but then you risk having some of the more vocal sections of the fan base attempting to ratings b- or to rank bomb the thing again because they don't like the fairy. <laughs> Did that really happen? <laughs> that really happened. They had a bunch so, of Japanese kids get up on like either Amazon or one of the other. Um, sites that loud for... This is gang
0: girl, girl.
3: <laughs> and, uh... No, no, no. It wasn't in a shock, shock response. It was... They knew months ahead of time that she was going to be the, like, the player voice character. Um, the, the sidekick who vocalizes a lot of the stuff. And they decided that they did not like her as almost as soon as she was announced. Wow. Yeah, and That's remember... Dragon Quest 9's re- Japanese release was pushed back by four months for <coughs> a time to stew and decide that they really did not like the girly Girl um, character. And then they in mass got on whichever review site it was and all posted one star reviews. Wow.
0: <laughs> Is there something about the character or are they were they just being misogynistic?
3: misogynistic because they just they thought she was annoying and they hated her
2: wow honestly
3: she was hilarious yeah but neither here nor there Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, well she's like the only game character in the game that had character because there was no characterization in that game
3: (laughs) exactly it was completely open for who was in your party when so it was only NPC characterization
2: Well, Um, that sucks. People suck.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Cool.
2: People suck. uh, Well... Haven't bet yet, but I think we should wrap this show up since we, I think, are out of predictions. Anything else? Any? Mm, I mean... Maybe
0: a switch port of Pillars of Eternity too.
2: Uh, wasn't that already announced? Uh, or am I thinking of something else?
0: Maybe. Okay, if they already did that, then the first Pillars of Eternity. Okay. Go along with it.
2: Yeah, I could see that. A diable three on Switch. Um, well, I mean, most of the most of the things I'm thinking of are non-RPGs. Like uh, we'll probably see something of um, Metroid Prime Four, uh, Halo Six. I said. Uh, obviously, we well, um, Assassin's Creed. What is the name of the new one? Oh, or Odyssey. That, or Odyssey. Odyssey. That would be Odyssey. the name of the new one. They, the rip, one the they totally
3: ripped that off
0: of Mario, didn't they?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's in Greece, so technically it works. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. So, I can't.
0: it's like, hmm, they were probably looking at the shelf of games one day when they, and you're like, oh, let's just do this. I, I,
2: I, yeah, I know, I just, it, I can't fault them for doing it because it makes perfect sense, but yeah. I guess. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be lots of Mario-related jokes whenever that comes out. And the, and the sad thing about all of it, that
0: it will be too advanced to even play on the Switch.
2: Yeah. Uh, we'll probably get Fortnite on the Switch for anyone that cares, which is not me. Um, XCOM 2 on the Switch. How about um, what should I call it? Uh, why can I not? Why am I, Why is my brain drawing a blank on its name? The game with the storybook characters that was XComish. Uh,
0: Mario and rabbits. No, 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 no,
2: no, on 3DS. Oh, minute. Uh... Wait, okay. Uh, uh, Steam something. Brand. Uh, code name Steam. You? Thank you. <laughs> code name Steam. How about Code name Steam Two on the Switch? There you go. <coughs> Instead of XCom, that would be sweet. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's. That's about all I got. So uh, we're gonna wrap this show up Um, if you have any questions you can leave them on the forums which only one person has done so far or leave them in the comments for the episode which most people do you can hit me up on twitter I am askwheels Gaijin is not on twitter (laughs) Uh, Dave's uh, twitter is private and Eric is ericrpg I'm also on Facebook, too, if you want to haunt me there. Oh, God, the Facebooks. What even is a Facebook? A site that some loser made. Uh, anyway, uh, we will see you next time. Um, obviously, next week we'll be recording right before E3 stuff happens, so I will probably try and get that show up immediately after we record it, just so that we're not, like, making random last-minute E3 predictions after everything has already happened. So
0: that would be a Sunday, right?
2: <coughs> no, Monday. Is anything E3-related happening on the Monday?
0: Well, I know Microsoft's got their conference on Sunday evening.
2: Oh, okay. So we'll have that to talk about at least. So hopefully there's some RPGs there. Anyway, we will see you all next time. Peace out.